Greetings, and welcome to this week's edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host and advocate, working to help you discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. Each week, I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's people, can know how He wants us to respond. I started this podcast in mid-2020 in response to the many unprecedented events people became subject to on a global scale. In short order, it became glaringly clear the ancient battle between good and evil had greatly escalated in our present time. Because of my seeking the Lord late 2019 and learning that He would be disclosing all manner of corruption and evil wherever it exists, seeing the radical events unfold beginning 2020 didn't faze me. I was forewarned that God was intervening on behalf of His people. With that, as devastating as so much has been, I've known God is working to eradicate evil, bringing us to a place when we will see both His judgment and justice administered. Based on this and my past several years of researching current events, listening to God through my own prayer time and through His trusted prophets, I want to share with you what God has been sternly saying to His people for these days of July through the fall in the end of this year, 2023. I think most of us can sense it. The whole world is at the greatest pivotal point ever known, where events and circumstances are about to abruptly and radically shift, and people will be impacted based on what they've accepted as truth and with whom they've chosen to be aligned. Through His prophets, God has said, The time is now. He expects his people to use these last few weeks before he acts to be prepared for what is certain to come. God has told us what to expect and what we must do. So if you want to confidently enter this new era and be in the center of God's provision, listen through to the end of this podcast to learn what you must do in preparation in response to God's intervention on behalf of his people. I am not one who holds the office of a prophet within the fivefold ministry of the church, or the ecclesia, as better stated, but I have always followed prophecy. I am called to be a teacher, and I operate under that mantle. At the same time, as the Apostle Paul explains, because all Christians have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, all Christians can prophesy. Many times I've had it happen that I inquire of the Lord in my prayer time, then I journal what I hear the Lord say to me only to later have that same understanding prophesied by one of our modern-day trusted prophets. When that happens, it's something of a rush because it's confirmation that I'm hearing correctly from God, the creator of all that exists. You know, it's utterly awesome, in the truest and most reverent sense of the word, that God Almighty wants to personally communicate with His children. His desire is to have a vital, intimate relationship with us, a mystery I hope you will embrace more and more. In the years since 2020, I have learned so very much that I not only didn't know, but I honestly didn't want to learn was true, because the extent of evil and corruption I learned about was far greater than anything I could imagine or even want to think about. We have all had some awareness of the evil, but in recent years, the extent has become undeniable and to learn of the people involved in perpetuating it all is exceedingly difficult. What's more, to learn that the church has had the authority and power to counter evil all along, but has failed, is exceedingly burdensome. 
When God told me he would be revealing all manner of evil, I was naturally pleased. As a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, I want to see God's kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to see the fullness of the victory Christ died to give us. But as God has been revealing evil wherever it exists, we have also been forced to see evil that exists in the church. Some is blatant evil, and other is subtle and perpetuated in the forms of doctrines and beliefs that, when properly considered, obviously come from the pit of hell. Some people have been ignorantly swept up into the lies and deceptions, whereas others are knowingly advancing doctrines that are contrary to the revealed word of God. And as people are waking up to the truth that they have been lied to from nearly every trusted institution and people groups, a righteous anger is rising. At the same time, for those of us who are genuinely listening to God, who want to respond to everything going on in the world to see God's will prevail, we are also hearing words of caution. God is warning his people to be very specific in our response to make certain we are not acting of our own indignation, but that of God's, that we command his word and not our own. These past three years plus, since the launch of COVID-19, God has forcefully been waking his people up to the truth about our own complacency and how we have allowed the advancement of evil. God has brought his people to the point of realizing we are in the throes of the epic battle of good versus evil. But more importantly, God has awakened us to the fact that we are uniquely positioned in the fight as the victors. We are not the hopeless, helpless victims the enemy wants us to believe of ourselves. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, co-laborers with the one who has already completely won the war. If you listened to my podcast last week, then you heard me explain the false doctrine that has captivated many of God's people, lulling them into a type of complacency with a fatalistic mindset that has played right into the enemy's plan to overcome God's people. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, or if you're still fearful and wringing your hands, fretting the future, then by all means listen to the podcast. If you believe, like so many Christians do, that because of the evil in the world, we should expect to suffer greatly, even be overpowered by the enemy, but our hope is in Jesus coming to rescue us, I'm sad to tell you that you are believing a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible does not teach that the church would be overpowered by the enemy and then Christ will return. The Bible teaches that the church functions according to the power and authority of Jesus Christ who has already won the victory over all the works of the enemy. The Bible teaches that Christ will return for a triumphant bride, whom he is radiantly pleased to bring unto himself. As the term implies, a triumphant bride is one who has overcome all the ravages of evil and hardships that have been brought against her. The Bible says the sufferings God's people endure through to the end will be vindicated by God. Psalms 34.19 states, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from out of them all. The Bible has a lot to say about God's people suffering. Right now, while some people enjoy the freedom of following Christ openly and even worshiping him openly, many Christians are persecuted for their faith. Believers are forced to meet underground and, if caught, face severe punishment, even death. 
The day I'm writing this message, news broke that at least 400 Indian Christians have faced persecution so far this year in India. India, a country that until recently was favorable for Christians. Today, North Korea, China, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Nigeria, Pakistan, and India are especially noted for the persecution of Christians. The conviction that God has sought to bring his people to all around the world in these very days is that we must demonstrate unwavering faith, especially in the face of persecution. This demonstration of faith is far different from cowering in hiding and whimpering in fear and praying for Jesus to rescue us from the evils of this world. We need to develop a deep faith conviction that allows us to honestly declare with Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. As Christ's early disciples and the faithful martyrs through the ages understood, when we face sufferings with the conviction of Christ's victory, we will prevail. We must understand it is by going through the sufferings, especially in the last days, that the church will be purified by fire. The tribulation that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 has the meaning of being pressed as between two things. The actual Greek word used is a form of thalipsis, which means suffering from being afflicted, persecuted, oppressed, and or distressed. As we read in Romans 5, verses 1 to 5, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. End quote. Whatever we have suffered already in these present times, we must count it all joy, knowing through our trials today, God is preparing us for the more intense days of tomorrow. I realize you may not like to hear that, but it is the truth. Like the familiar adage attributed to the 19th century German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, I know. Some of you thought Katy Perry came up with that, but it wasn't Katy Perry. Now, for fun, and to help us with a mental image to draw from, I want you to picture in your mind an old-fashioned mouse trap. You know, a wooden trap with a spring-loaded metal arm. Got it in your mind? Okay. Now, picture a mouse lying on its back on top of the wooden platform, with his knees bent and his feet flat on the wooden platform, while he is using the arm of that trap, as a barbell. The little mouse hoists the spring-loaded arm up and down in demonstration. He will not be overcome by the power of the trap, and he will actually use the forces of that trap that wanted to kill him to make him stronger. Now, to really cause this image to take hold in your mind, add to that mental image that you have of the mouse using the mouse trap as exercise equipment. And see on the floor, just off to his left, that the mouse has placed a teeny tiny sized glass of wine and a hunk of cheese, which he plans to enjoy after his workout. Get the picture? 
Oh, so should it be for us, that we learn how to use the tribulations to strengthen us, even to the point of celebration. Okay, a funny image, but trust me, it will stay with you. With God's help, we can use the sufferings and trials we endure to strengthen our resolve and response for whatever we will experience next. As I've often said, in God's hands, pain is a process with a purpose. Now, it's important for us to understand the present times. We have come through three years of intense exposure and pain and suffering intended by God to fortify and prepare us for what is imminently before us. In God's wisdom, His timeline contains specific seasons or years or eras with its own unique purpose. God emphasizes different issues and His unfolding plan in their respective seasons. I've heard a common theme from various different prophets to characterize the time we are approaching and very soon to enter. Many have referred to it as the kingdom era, meaning an extended time when God's kingdom will prevails on earth as it does in heaven. Johnny Inlow, Tim Sheets, Robin D. Bullock, and Julie Green have all prophesied similarly. But before I get into their prophecies, let's look at the Hebrew calendar. Eric Burton, founder of Groundbreaker International, speaks of this new era, explaining that we will cross over into this fall with the advent of the Jewish New Year known as Rosh Hashanah. This will be the Hebrew year of 5784. The entire decade of the 5780s is powerful, and God seems to be revealing the rise of his ecclesia in this decade. Five is the number of grace, seven is the number of God's perfection, and eight is the number of new beginnings. The decade of the 80s is characterized by the Hebrew pictograph letter Pei, P-E-Y, which is that of the mouth. The decade of the 80s are where God has planned for his people to use their mouths to decree and to declare his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is it any wonder, then, that the first of the year of this decade of 5780, which corresponded with the year 2020, the enemy sought to cover our mouths with masks and prevent us from speaking truth with censorship? This September, we move from the year 5783 to 5784, the number four indicating this is to be the year of the open door to God's presence. Burton says this new era will be the time where God's predetermined lifetime assignments for his people will be realized, providing God's people transition through the door with proper humility. Burton believes whatever you've been dreaming of doing, regardless of your age, This is the time God is releasing his people into their destinies. Be sure to keep that in mind as I share next the prophetic word from Tim Sheets. And also, there was much more to what Eric Burton provided, so be sure to use the link in the show notes to learn more about the year 5784. So Tim Sheets' brother, Dutch Sheets, shared Tim's prophecy from a few years ago, which they believe is being fulfilled in these very days. To hear the entire prophecy, use the link in the show notes. As you will hear, this word speaks of a great kingdom surge by Holy Spirit in this season, producing power, revival, and reformation. The Holy Spirit speaks of a new breed of remnant warriors who will work with God to do unprecedented things on earth. Dutch believes the new breed of remnant warriors distinguishes God's people today from the passive and ineffective church of the past few years, and how this new breed is called on to awaken people and silence God's enemies. Today, God's people are called to be the regulators of culture, 
versus the weak and useless subculture Christians who have been conformed by society. God's prophetic word through Tim Sheets says in part, quote, I determined and will now cause a new season to be brought forth. What you have prayed for, fought for, and stood for is now being released. I have decreed it, and I will not relent, says the Lord. The greatest push of my kingdom will now begin. The third great awakening shall now advance in tidal waves of my power. It is the season of my surge. You will now see the new breed of remnant warriors I have reserved for this day and this hour. They are those who have not and will not bow to Baal, mammon, or religious impotence. They will have the set countenance of Daniel and will not flinch in the face of evil decrees. Like Esther, they will rewrite evil decrees by my statutes. Governors of the culture will now come forth. Remnant warriors will now emerge who have the heart of David, the wisdom of Solomon, and the tenacity of Paul. This new breed, standing for me in this season, cannot be bought. They will not compromise. Their ear has been tuned to my voice, as was Samuel's. I will speak, and they will humbly follow. They will dominate for me, for I have not called my church to submit to culture. As my ecclesia, I have called them to determine culture's path, regulating in my name and by my word. Regulators of the culture are coming to their posts. I will arise in this new season with my remnant, releasing my glory, authority, power, and the fiery hosts of angels. This shall become evident support. The call to my remnant is to now rise and destroy spiritual defilement in your region. Resist and reign. Resist and stand. I will rise to battle for you, says the Lord, displaying my strong arm. I will not stand down. I will not be indifferent. I will not be a bystander. I will rise and thunder against iniquitous roots and abominations that mock me. I will rise against idolatry. I will rise against antichrist governments that disdain and mock me. I will not be mocked. I will not close my eyes, but I will look and see. I will know and I will judge in righteousness. I will answer passivity with bold, aggressive warriors of purpose. I will not relent. I am sending fire, says the Lord. Fresh fire. Heaven's fire. My remnant warriors will burn with my message, with my passion, and with my presence. They shall be Holy Ghost-possessed reformers. I will answer the weak forms of godliness, with those who will not deny my power. They will release it in my name. Demonstrations of my mightiness will confirm their witness. Creative miracles will be seen and reported. It is time for, and I am, breathing forth a new Pentecost. You will inhale the sweetness of my anointing and exude the confidence of my power. You will live in the essence of my being and experience Holy Spirit wind. And you will war differently, breathe deeper, and dominate hell's kingdom as I intended. Step forward and push along with my spirit and the angel armies. Push forward in my great campaign. It is time for my reigning church to push Push the gates of hell, and they will not prevail. I will prevail. My remnant will prevail. You shall be more than conquerors. So shift. 
Shift into the new season I have ordained. It is the season of my awakening. It is the season of my harvest. It is the day of the saints. It is the day of my power. Rise with me and run into your purpose and destiny. Rise and receive your Pentecost. Run into the day of my power, my awakening, and my great harvest. Rise with me, says the Lord. End quote. God has brought his church, or the ecclesia, through all we have been through, not to defeat us and make us a whimpering heap of sobbing flesh, no, but to strengthen us in our knowledge and resolve to stand up and do what God is asking us to do by the strength and power of Jesus. We are not to do this in our own strength, but in the power and authority of Jesus, who has already overcome all the works of the enemy. These months of July and August must be used as months of preparation for what God has planned in the fall of this year. I believe all we have endured, especially since 2020, has been used by God to prepare us for this very soon-to-be-realized billion-soul harvest, where people from all walks of life will finally be awakened to the truth and come to faith in Jesus Christ. This is why I'm spending so much time developing the classes in my apologetics course to help people be prepared to minister to people from every lifestyle who will come to the church looking for help with their new life in Christ. Many will still smell from alcohol or from living on the streets. Some will come having been harmed by the liberal philosophies of homosexuality or transgenderism who will need our help. We are sure to experience an influx of people with many issues they need help overcoming, and we who already have the truth are appointed by God to help these new believers. God wants us to push evil back and open the door for his other children to come to the Father. Through his prophets, God has been instructing his people to a specific call to action to use our voice and his words to deny the enemy any more victories and to demand that the enemy begin to restore what is rightfully ours sevenfold. God has been sternly instructing us to take back what is rightfully ours by exercising the authority and the power we have in Christ. I don't want to miss out on a single thing that God is doing, and neither do you. So let's obey God's instructions through his prophets. God has been exceedingly gracious with his prophetic instruction through Julie Green. I encourage you to listen to the words she's posted. I have the link to her site in the show notes, but here are just a few highlights from recent posts. On July 7th, Julie prophesied for God saying, quote, My children are beginning to understand and learn who they are and what power and authority they have in my name, the name I have given you, the name that destroys every name, that kills and destroys the power of the enemy the name that brings people back to life, the name of Jesus, the ultimate name and ultimate weapon against your enemies. I have said this many times before, look up to me and start declaring your victory. Stand up and use my authority. Use your faith. Use that name above every name. You call these things down. You deny their access and watch me move. Watch my hand. Watch my judgment against your enemies that will place blessings on you. I'm telling you, things are happening. Things are speeding up. Declare, decree, and get more forceful with your declarations and your decrees. Start speaking them loudly, boldly, even shouting them out. Shouting the enemies down to the ground where they have nothing against you.
End quote. In summary, I'd say the enemy uses force against us, and God instructs us to enforce Christ's victory to defeat him to the uttermost. Then, on July 12th, God said, Enough is enough. What the enemy is trying to do to my people, I have given you the name above all names, so stand up and fight the good fight of faith. Stand and use my name as your weapon. My word that goes forth does catastrophic damage against your enemies, so start speaking my word. Start destroying your enemies in every way. These are the days when my children need to open their mouths and speak my authority I have given you and call these things down. If you have symptoms in your body, tell those symptoms to shut up. You tell that sickness where to go. Your adversary wants you overwhelmed. It's all a lie. I am the one that gives you peace and rest. He does the opposite. Which report do you believe? Do you believe me or your adversary? Do you believe my power? or his. My power is greater, so my children this day say, I have no lack, no lack in my body, no lack in my mind, no lack in my family, no lack in my finances. Speak my word and say, I shall lack nothing. That means health, healing, restoration, soundness, wholeness, peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. So I say to you this day, declare and decree, I lack nothing. Say, I live under an open heaven, and I shall lack no beneficial thing. Then on July 13th, God spoke through Julie, saying, quote, Unprecedented times now. All of you have a purpose in my plan. All of you are here for such a time as this. Get to know me, the Creator. Get into my presence. Know that you are children of the Most High God. I have given you authority in this earth. I have given it to you, so use it. You see these evil rulers, these evil regimes. You see the fraudulent governments before you. All these people in Hollywood, people with the economy. You see what they are doing to you, your food, your air, your water. You don't have to just wait. You can stand and speak and bind, because that's what I say in my word. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You can bind the robber and render him helpless. You see what's going on in Congress, in the Senate, in the White House. Use my word against it, against them. This is the time when my children have to become serious in my word, knowing my word, standing on my word, using my word, shouting my word. There are more of you than there are of your enemies. Open your eyes and see. You already have been guaranteed the victory. End quote. On July 17th, God said, My children, get prepared now. The preparation time is almost over. The battle is intensifying. Things are heating up. So get up and get with me. I will give you the things to say and do. I told you these things. I will give you great revelation of things to come. So when they come, you will know this is what God said. Get right before me. Shake all those chains off that have held you down. Focus on my word, because you are about to see an entire illegitimate government fall, and not just one. A great political implosion is about to hit this earth, removal that no one thought would take place in this period of time. Get ready to take back what is yours. 
get ready to be used by me in greater ways. Get ready for restoration and celebration and the victories I keep talking about because they are just about here. So receive my joy, love, peace, and deliverance. Put me first, and you will see, you will rejoice in great and mighty victory. End quote. And then, on July 18th, God said, This is the day, my children, when the enemy is going to throw out all these things to completely bring the body of Christ to its knees because they believe my children won't fight back. I'm telling you today to fight back. I'm telling you today to use my authority. Do not quit. Do not give up. Do not grow weary or be in fear. Know that your enemy is a liar. He is defeated. Know the ultimate weapon is my name, the name I have given you, the name of Jesus. Use that name forcefully. Use my word forcefully. Remember, it's a sword. You are my warriors, children of Almighty God. Take back the dominion, power, and authority upon this earth. Take it back. Take it back. This day I say, take it back, for there is coming a day where you will see and experience a glory and experience something you have never before. So receive. Receive me and all authority in Jesus' name. End quote. I hope, with all I've provided you today, you are convinced more than ever that our desire is not that we should escape this world or be rescued out of this world so we won't have to suffer, but instead to remain in this world and suffer as we may to change the earth according to God's will and all for His glory. Given all we've heard today, let me be among those leading the charge with the question, what are we waiting for? Well, what do you think of what I've shared today? I'd love to get your comments. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I actually can cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so many more Christians know how to share their faith. Learn more using the link in the show notes. I also ask for you to join me in support of my vision. With your help, together, we can share the gospel to a world of people desperate for the truth and all the hope truth provides. There are many ways you can join me, and they are all listed in the show notes. Next week, I plan on having another guest join me, but it's not yet confirmed. So be sure to come back to learn who it is and to gain from all they are certain to bring. Should you have any topic you want me to cover, please let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and helps spread the gospel and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.